Greetings, subjects, and welcome back to another episode of All Rise For with Fool's Folly. He's Connor Maud. He's Darren Hill. And we are back with another candidate in the hot seat making their bid for power. Connor, who's our guest this week? This week on the show, Darren, we have the wonderful Adam Morrison-Jones. Adam is a brilliant stand-up comedian, a phenomenal compare and a fantastic host. And he's going to be trying to win your hearts and minds this week. Darren, can you can you hear that knocking? That's probably Adam at the door. Let's let him in. All rise for Adam Morrison Jones. much uh and that adam morrison jones was your proposed national anthem which of course everyone everyone from almost any generation i imagine will recognize uh, as we belted it out there that was the theme tune from uh pokemon why did you decide to go with that well i was gonna go with something really obscure and i thought wouldn't it be funny if stand by me by benny e king was like the national anthem for no apparent reason other than it's just a good song. And then I thought, no, the lyrics in this, the lyrics speak of a king like who wants to do well. Listen, listen up, listen up. Yeah. I want to be the very best like no one ever was. How does that make you feel? Like, oh, yeah, that makes you want to do well. It makes you think, oh, the king wants to do well. Mm. To catch them is my real test. Uh, I'm going to make that about criminals. Which very fitting for the for the current incumbents. Exactly, exactly. Uh, to train them is my real it's my cause, the educational system. I will travel across the land searching far and wide. I'll be honest, I, I will go across the land. Each, uh... <laughs> you look I'll, like you're nearly spilled no, milk. No, I'm sensing an empire. Oh, it will. It'll be okay. some form of empire. Let me say, I started this off as kind of a nice kind of king who would change things and then realise your ego will take over you, Adam. And it has. Mm. So... <laughs> Each Pokemon to understand, each loyal subject to understand the power that's inside of you. Uh, and then instead of Pokemon for the theme, I'm going to have King Adam. <laughs> I mean, I'd never, I'd never, I'd never thought of the Pokemon theme in in those in those terms before. So my my follow up question would then be: When we are singing this, when we're singing the national anthem at, at big events, is it hand on heart, still and somber? Or are there are there dance moves? Just, just like a bit of a finger click. I, I want this to be uh, the living on a prayer of national anthems. Yeah. Like when it starts playing, people are like, Do you know what? That's an absolute banger. Because the one we got now is a bit, it's a bit dreary, isn't it? Like uh, exactly. You want a punch? Come on, England! <laughs> yeah. Come on. That, <laughs> that's what you want. You don't want to remember the good old days. Because yeah. let's be honest, in this country. Bleak. I quite like the idea. I've just got an image for some reason. You know, at football games, and they're like um, they're brought on with the little mascots. They bring the little mascots on yeah. with them. Instead of that, the other team line up, and it's all the little kids, but they've got pokeballs in their hand, 
and they walk onto the pitch and everyone's going, what the fuck's this? And then they have to throw them and the players somehow explode out of the... Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be genius. Imagine that at the World Cup. <laughs> do, do, do. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would make me want to watch football. I Also, you get a documentary out of the trying to create the science in order for that to happen because inevitably there will be times where trial and error is going wrong and someone's just trying to cram Harry Kane into a small ball. That or they're just throwing very big poker balls around, (laughs) like like massive zorb balls. They're just shoving those onto the pitch, and and the and the players are just running around in them. Then I've got this vision as a massive pinball machine being set up in Wembley Stadium. So Mm. when they're going round, it's they'd be so disorientated before the game of football actually starts. It it just wouldn't be worth playing a game of football. It's like. What's going on? I just, yeah. I'm up for it, though. I'm in charge now. Get in the ball, Harry. Yeah. Get in the ball, ball. Harry. He's a very phlegmy boy, so he'd definitely be Squirtle. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Is that the title you're going to be sticking with going forward? Because you can take whatever new title you want. I I went through everything. I went through everything doing this, and I thought, you know what? I could be whoever I want, but let's not move around from the point that I look a little bit like Henry VIII. And I kind of like that. It's a little bit of a callback. So, and King, there's nothing better than King. Like, there's so many great kings, aren't there? And I, like, I went through, I could be president, but any any old sod can do that, can't they? Anyone can rock up and be the president. You've got to be born to be a king, which means you're gifted. And you are so far our first king. Really? Yes, oh. I do believe that's right. Is that purely why the Henry VIII connection was the, was the deciding factor? Well, I've fallen in love with Henry VIII for recently. I'll tell you for why. It'd be rubbish yeah. if I didn't tell you for why, would it? So I used to do tours of like Cambridge and one of the stops that we went on was this big stat well, a little statue of Henry VIII holding a chair leg where someone had stolen like the sword that he was meant to be holding in his mm. hand and put a chair leg in there. And one of the kids, one of the kids just said to me, going, Hey, he looks like you and I remember that being quite dear to me. <laughs> Where's your new seat of power going to be? Buckingham Palace has been vacated, but you don't have to take it over if you don't want to. So I had to think hard about the seat of power. And then I thought, right, initially, I'm from Dover. That's where I grew up. I thought I could start I could start in Dover, in Dover Castle. And then thought, nah. Uh, so I'll go to Brighton, into that big old pavilion that they have that no one used for years. So I quite like that. Nice nightlife. There's people around. Yeah. Lovely pier. Lots of vintage shops. I think that'd be perfect. It made me seem like a cool hip king knowing that I said the word hip doesn't make me sound cool at all but yeah definitely (laughs) Brighton I like it because I like the chips I like the seagulls I like the people Brighton just because I want to see that pavilion if you move into Brighton would you officially make Brighton the capital city definitely and I would turn Buckingham Palace into a hotel a luxury one or a budget one just to fuck with them a bit of both I have like half is like kind of a kind of a (laughs) like what half of it's a premier inn and the other half of it is kind of a bit more upscale side of it. But I'd get performing arts students to work there and act as the royal family. So you're like living with the royal family for a week. So you'd have someone as the Queen, someone as Philip. What, even now? That would be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really easy gig, yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a really easy gig. you just got to lay down. Even now, if it makes money, mate, I'd have Henry VIII in there and be doing it myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we went to this we went to this sort of theatrical dining experience in Buckingham Palace and it was really good and there were all these actors and there was this sort of wandering corpse for some reason I'm not entirely sure was it a ghost we don't know oh man like, I just think that would be great wouldn't it staying in Buckingham Palace with the royal family but you could choose the era of your royal family so if you're into the Victorian age it's like oh can't have dinner with Queen Victoria. What would the first law that you'd pass be? So, obviously, there's been a lot of injustice in this world, and there's been a lot of problems that could have been overcome quite easily by a monarch, which is why I would put out this law. No spoilers on anything that hasn't been released for more than two months. I love this. (laughs) I love this. I think that's I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Do you know what? Like, give it two months. Do what you want with it. But but before then, I'm going to put you in Traitor's Gate. <laughs> I mean, I could cure a lot of things, but do you know what? It, it, I think more people will get more out of this as well. I'm feeling that this is something that has really stung you, mate. What was the one? What was that one big spoiler that got you? I, I I've ne- I've never been caught out by a spoiler, but the problem is, I'll go to great lengths. Not to. I love Marvel. I love superheroes. I love comics. That has been my life since being six years old. Mm. But I'm sick to death of having to go to midnight viewings in my 30s to cinemas. (laughs) 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 And like... I love my girlfriend to pieces. She don't want to go to that. So, like, the last one I went to, I think it was for Endgame, I was sat there in the cinema in Dover as well, so the silver screen, with ten other people just looking around going, how has it come to this? Because I'm too scared <laughs> that someone's going to ruin it. And I'm I don't so need that. I'm so desperate. I've gone to Dover. I've gone to Dover. <laughs> At midnight. I mean, it was worth it, but it, I'm, I'm just fed up with it. I hate it when people do that. And you know that guy who went into a cinema and ruined the end of Endgame for everyone and then got beaten up by the people in the cinema? Good. Yeah. Good. I would have <laughs> smashed him right in the face if he would have done that. Do you know when you're just like, what did he expect would happen? Like, oh, this is funny. Yeah, yeah. you want to see funny? What would the punishment be then? So is the punishment going to fit the crime? Is it quite sort of, you know, is it just something like a fine or is there get, is this going to be quite strict? Are you going to be quite take quite a firm hand wow. with this? Wow, I've got it. You spoil a film or a series, I spoil your life. Now, <laughs> where I've gone with it, and that could be anything like taking away your car, setting fire to your house, spreading a rumour about you so you can't get any more employment. And I think that's quite a nice one because it, it change on a case by case decision. And would it change? Okay, so would it change depending on how much you care about the spoiler as well? So if it was like you know, if you had the bloke from Endgame come in and spoil it, yeah, he's obviously you know maybe that's you know arson in in, in <laughs> your hold on. No, <laughs> I feel, I feel that that dude is 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 getting his house lit on fire as Adam is shouting a rumor about him or all that. Dressed as Tony Stark. <laughs> So the police set fire to his house as the Avengers. Yeah, so I'll be honest, it's completely one-sided. Like, if I'm really into the spoiler, then something like that. If it's line of duty, I might just take your tea bags. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? It's kind of nice. It's nice to have that, though, isn't it? Not knowing where you're at with it. Like a lottery. And is it only you that the law um, protects? So, for example, if a citizen has something sport for them are they able to report someone to a it was about a secret police essentially but 
that um, historically never worked out well for anyone ever. But is there a report system or is it just for you? Oh, it's, it's for everyone. Uh, the, the spoiler police is... Uh, polices? That's not a word. The spoiler, spoiler squad, squad was no, sorted no, out. No, Connor, because that is the SS. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, yeah the spoiler dudes, the SD, uh, <laughs> will, will come and sort it out. So I think it works well for everyone. And I, I just think no one needs spoilers in this generation, do they? There's too much social media and everything. It's like, stop ruining stuff. Stop it. Have you ever, ever accidentally spoiled? something for someone well mainly relationships lives and friendships <laughs> gigs and other things but i don't have anything <laughs> birthday parties displayed outside this brighton pavilion we want to know what you're going to be redesigning the flag as because you can change the flag we can get rid of the union jack or indeed the english flag depending on which one you want to go for which one you're hanging outside so i can change the union jack that's quite exciting isn't it knowing that you could right so i've been thinking about this Flags are interesting. When you look at flags around the world, some of them amazing, some of them not so. I'm not going to say flags because I ain't stupid. But (laughs) what I would do, the problem, the biggest problem with Buckingham Palace was lighting up that flag, weren't it? Yeah, I reckon it was. The biggest problem was lighting up that flag. So I'd take the Union Jack, I'd write AMJ in the middle, put a lightning bolt Mm. down there as well, and I'd also make it glow in the dark. Because I reckon it would just look better, wouldn't it, in the dark, a glow-in-the-dark lightning bolt AMJ flag. Well, also, if you wore, if you if you decided at any point to just wear your flag, you would look like a sort of a British Sazam for some reason, and that would be. <laughs> That'd be pretty nice. Yeah, you're the uh, your own superhero. British. And everyone just be walk British Shazam, and everyone be walking past Brighton Pavilion, just going. Is that? I think that's. I think that's the king up there. <laughs> yeah. The bolt of Brighton. <laughs> the bolt of the Brighton bolt. The lightning bolt yes. down it. The bolt of Brighton. Yes. The Brighton bolt. Oh, I love it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh man. There you go. The bolt of Brighton. You can check. You can retroactively change your title now. If you want to <laughs> I, want to, I, want, I want to be the bolt of Brighton now, and that goes right, to the Pokemon theme. It's the bolt perfect. Of Brighton. It's all coming together. <laughs> it's all coming. The bolt together of Brighton. Now. The, the, the other thing I, I wrote for this was go, I'll just write down I'll just put things that I like on the flag so it'd be pictures of just stuff that I like and then for, when you when you narrow that down as a grown up what do you actually like burgers <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting I was waiting I was waiting for you to go and oh what do you guys like Sorry, I've taken this king thing too seriously. Oh, we can't do this in case we ever sort of do our own, Darren. We can't do it just yet. Or are you, are we talking about things yeah. I like, I suppose? If we just want exciting things on our flag. Stuff I like. That's, you're right. It's really yeah, difficult to the, nail down without sounding like you're yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've Because I wanted to come up with something, and all through that, my head's just been going, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. <laughs> Didn't put ice cream on it. Um, I made a banana split at work the other day. And we have to teach kids how to make a banana split. I've never been more happy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, put, I put the banana split on. I actually had to say, I, almost, I said it, we were all sat around eating our banana split and I turned to the tutor and, I, and she just went, are you happy? And I went, I've never been happier. This is, <laughs> as, like, as, like, as, like, I'm, as I'm scooping like pink angel delight over a banana. Oh man, isn't it great when it's something you genuinely like? But 
That question is the equivalent of making a friend after 30. I was thinking about this the other day. You, you, can't, you can't ever like tell anyone, oh, I made a friend today, because it just sounds like the most ridiculous <laughs> sentence ever after a certain age. Like, Imagine coming home and telling everyone, oh, I made, I made a friend at work, did you? You should have got all your friends in your 20s, mate. That, that's it. And then and leave it be. I think the same happens with relationships, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing. You saying you saying, <laughs> Darren? Are you saying that old people can't get into new relationships? Is no, what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is, I, I'm no, 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 no. I'm saying what I'm saying is, I think if we're taking the, you can't go back and say I met a friend today. Can mm-hmm. you can you go home and go? I I think I've met my girlfriend today. I have a girlfriend now or a boyfriend now. It just sounds weird. Well, I don't it? like people in their for- I don't like people in their forties who aren't married, but they're in a partnership and they refer to each other as boyfriend and girlfriend. I think that's disgusting and awful. <laughs> it's, not right. it's, it's just not right. No, if I had the power, um, Brighton, uh, Brighton Bolt, I would send Thank your you. spoiler police to sort those fuckers out. Yeah, well, that. That they spoil their lives to go like you need to stop calling yeah. each other this. You need to refer yourself with a more adult title. You've been together for twenty years. You don't have to get married, but maybe, maybe you should. Maybe it's about stability. Maybe you want to leave her something behind if you pass away. I don't know who this is aimed at. <laughs> this is, you know, we're aiming this at our at our recently divorced forty year old demographic who have just suddenly got who've got into a new new relationships. That's where this is oh. going. <laughs> it's become a self-help podcast. Like instead. the type of bloke who's just bought himself a brand new pair of Adidas trainers to try and try and be irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will, this will win them over. Gazelles. After the age of 30, I agree. I think that's a good cut-off point. But after the age of 30, it should be man friend and woman friend. Yeah. I think. Definitely. You know, grow, just grow up a little bit. Just grow, <laughs> just grow up. <laughs> no, that's not said enough, is it? Just grow up. Grow up. Just grow up. Just grow up. You're making it socially awkward for everyone else. I don't care if you're happy and content with your life. Get in the Pokeball. Get in the fucking Pokeball. Get in the Pokeball. The the Bolt of Brighton, the Brighton Bolt, however you you like to be referred. The next question we need to ask you, obviously, your first coronation will eventually come up. What will you be wearing? Which I guess what I'm really asking now is, what's your superhero costume going to look like? Well, I thought long and hard about this because <laughs> I've just bought some new trainers recently. <laughs> 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 uh, I thought, right, what is the most iconic British outfit ever? That I thought, I thought long and hard, and thought you have to go back to 1997 and Jerry Hallowell performing at the Bridge. So I would wear a Union Jack AMJ Bolt of Brighton suit, <laughs> which would shoot lasers. At the end, I'd like all the lights to go out, and I'd just be like, yeah! <laughs> I think that's, that's it. Bring a bit of pizzazz. That's what I say. And when you say it shoots lasers, are we talking like laser pen style lasers? So they're just a bit annoying and maybe, you know, you blind a pilot or something. Or are you talking cut through you? Oh, no. Just fun, just fun lasers. A mix, a mix of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Why not a mix of the two? Because then you, then you don't know what you're going to get. You always got to be on your toes. That's, that's how I rule. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> What mood is he in today? I, I like the idea of just like the kind of fun Disneyland lasers. Do you know what I mean? Like 
The kind uh, of ladies okay, you yeah. get at a muse gig. Just to get the image into my head, are they kind of shooting off you from all angles? Like, so like you're a big like um, disco ball, or is it just, or is there just like a central Iron Man style beam coming out of your chest? Or I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the Pokemon theme will be played like during this, so there'll be a nine minute yeah. orchestral piece of the intro. And that will start very slowly with a few lights coming off. And then just building up until like the whole kind of Julia Jacks there, like engraved into the hall and also probably into people's eyes and irises at that point. I don't think you can lose with a laser. There's not enough of them anymore. Where would you like your coronation? Is that in Brighton as well? Or would you stick to sort of a traditional Westminster? I think you've either got to go Chesington World of Adventure or... <laughs> Or Alton Towers, just because they've got the lasers and the stuff ready. There were two things I found really funny with that. I found the answers really funny, but it was the way you just went, well, you've got to, haven't you? Like, of <laughs> There's no other answer, Darren, you fucking idiot. It's got to be one of these you're telling me You're telling me they can sort out them type of lasers at Westminster Abbey? Come on. They haven't changed the light bulbs in years. Like, I don't want to go with that problem. You've got to go to the technical stuff. This is it. Or Glastonbury yeah. would be pretty good. Talking of Glastonbury, that might lead us on to the next question, which I'm hoping Connor will ask if he's still there. I am, yes. Yeah, I, I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> technical issues. Uh, your first jubilee will eventually come up, Adam. We would like to know how you might mark your first jubilee. Obviously, you mentioned Glastonbury there. Are you going to have a big concert? Is there something else you had in mind to mark your first jubilee? Wow, wow. The only way to do it is like, I remember the Queen's Golden Jubilee in 2002, where she had a big party at the palace, and some of the people she had on, let me read this list of the pure talent that performed. Queen, obviously there's a bit of a joke there as well. (laughs) Phil Collins, Eric Clapton, Will Young, S Club 7, Atomic Kitten, Top Loader, Tom Jones, Cliff Richard, and Ozzy Osbourne. Now, it was great to see them in 2002. And you know what? No gig I ever put on will be as good as that. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to put that exact same gig on again. <laughs> Just as they are now. I mean, there's a few issues as well. Joe Cocker was there and he is now dead. Uh, and uh, that, that's always a bit of hard work there. Phil Collins, he's getting on a bit. But who doesn't love Phil Collins, eh? I love Phil Collins. Darren really love loves Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Dar- Darren loves Phil Collins so much, it would be one of his favourite things oh, that goes on his flag. What was your favourite Phil Collins album? Is it the Tarzan soundtrack? Cause do, you, but, but do you know, I, I, I know that I would warrant a fucking grow up at that point yeah. if I said that. But, but I... I, I but... <laughs> I cannot stress enough. I have re I rewatched. You know those films that you watch as a kid and you think they're great, so they ingrain yeah. in your head, and you can watch them at any stage of your life, and you go, "This is fucking brilliant." It doesn't matter. That film is actually really ropey. It isn't brilliant, but that soundtrack carries that film. Oh, I'm with you. I nearly the other week bought a picture disc copy of the Tarzan soundtrack by Phil Collins but stop myself because I realised I haven't worked for a little while and it's not a great look going what's that wow <laughs> Phil Collins greatest work I just he's just great he's just he's got so many hits the problem I have with this is I realise I listen to different music than I pretend I listen to like if I'm talking to someone I say yeah I'm a big Led Zeppelin a big Cure fan and everything but every mm. year Spotify comes in with my actual five most listened to songs and it was Phil Collins, You'll Be In My Heart, Toto Africa, yeah. 
and an aqua song called Turn Back Time. (laughs) (laughs) If if I'm being honest with myself, yeah, I love Phil Collins. But actually, forget the others, forget the rest of them, just have Phil Collins for two hours solid playing all his hits, but just from the film Tarzan and some of the stuff from Brother Bear. Not all of it, because it wasn't as good. But also, I know you're thinking, what if some of these people are ill or, or dead? What do we do? Tribute acts. We get in some tribute acts for this as well. There's a few on the list I'm worried about. I reckon we could still get one of Atomic Kitten. Uh, S-Club Party is there right now. Uh, Will Young. It was just a weird thing as well. Like, Queen performed, but with the cast of We Will Rock You. That's going to mm. be a bit bit hard to do now. And uh, S-Club 7 performed a medley with Cliff Richard. Who doesn't want to see that now? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's a great I think it's a great little lineup. So, you know, if, if we got Phil Collins headlining, we've got all these other tribute acts. Would you also have... Even though Phil Collins is there, would you also have a Phil Collins tribute act just for more Phil Collins action? I, I think more to be safe, really. Just have him in the wings. <laughs> <laughs> just, to... just so at any moment you could bring him in in case something You're happens. You're on, Keith! Get on! <laughs> <laughs> Collins has had an aneurysm. Get in! <laughs> then you've got a problem if he has an accident and then Phil starts looking ropey. That's a problem. Yeah, definitely. You just get a big, you get yeah. a long line of that, big line of fills, big line of fills, and then that's the final number, right? Which is all the ones that have survived. <laughs> Love all it. Of, all the the ones that have that have sustained. You know, at this point, I imagine you've probably got a whole day affair. So the ones that have lasted the marathon. What's the closing number? What's the what? Oh, hey Jude, hey Jude. <laughs> still and, doing <laughs> hey Jude. It's not a Phil Collins song. They're still doing hey Jude. But that's how good Phil Collins is. I mean, I'll change many things, but I will not change the British tradition of singing hey Jude at every bloody, every bloody kind of concert ever. <laughs> What would be the Bolt of Brighton's pet? So I went with kind of two options on this, and I want you to let me know what you think's better. Like, I, I like the idea of just having a really crap pet. So I like the idea of just having a hamster. And like, like, like every time <laughs> it dies, there has to be like a day of mourning. And, but they only live a few years anyway. So like, if you have four hamsters, mm. like that, that being a constant thing. That would be quite a popular choice. If you get in a day of mourning every time, I imagine, you know, if it went to a vote, extra day off every every couple of years I imagine that'd be fair I think yeah I think so and the other thing I was thinking like because I was talking about Cambridge earlier like when I took the kids on the trip there and I saw Henry VIII but there's that whole Lord Byron story where he was told he couldn't have a dog and take it to Cambridge University and he thought fair enough I won't take this dog to Cambridge University and the next week he came back with a bear cub and it had to live in the university (laughs) so I quite like the idea of a bear I just think it'd be great having a big old it's either a hamster or a bear you could have both but then we're going to have a national day of mourning every other day yeah yeah or or let's let science figure it out Big hamster. <laughs> big hamster. Instead. Just a, yeah, yeah. Big hamster, size cross, of a bear. Crossbreed. Cross, yeah, crossbreeding well, cross- <laughs> yeah. I think Richard Gere tried to do that already. Um... I, always feel so- <laughs> I always feel sorry for Richard Gere, because one, who found that out? And two, what a rumour to start. Like, who did he piss off going, you know Richard Gere puts hamsters up his ass. What? I don't want to... But, but, but um, Your Highness, I don't want to intrude, but you've introduced an entire law where that kind of rumour would be started for people who spoil things. Oh, exactly. 
What did he <laughs> spoil? What did Richard Gidge yeah, spoil? When you said I've got I've got two ideas for pets, and I want you to, I I half expected you to say Phil Collins as one of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bear! Ah, there you go. Okay, all right, lads. It's a, it's a, it's all coming together now. It's a three-way breeding program. Phil Collins, a hamster, and a bear. Oh, perfect. (laughs) I don't even want to unpack the logistics. Nor does Phil Collins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Philly. But, but with the bear though, like a big bear, like you need to get like a decent brown bear. Like, I would dress him like a king, mm. so give him, like, a cape and a crown and everything. And, like, have him, have him, like, turn up every now and then, like, oh, like a mascot. That's what we need. We need to make more money out of this, so we need kind of, like... You're sending the bear on official royal duties? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. So this is... You know, have, you seen, have you seen recently, you know, they, they reported that the Queen has gone back to active service, and there was that picture of her smiley face on a Zoom call. I'd love to go onto a Zoom call with a member of the royal family. It's just a big bear in a cape. Sister's <laughs> <laughs> going... <laughs> uh, your Majesty Bear, you're on mute. Ah! <laughs> you're, you're ripping your cape. You're ripping your cape. I won't get you another one. <laughs> it's, it's cruel to keep a bear like that. I know. I'm in charge. <laughs> oh, I, I just. Bear on Zoom. Sorry, bear on Zoom. I just think they're great, aren't they? <laughs> when I was still working in Holiday Parks, me and another guy I worked with come up with this great idea for a sitcom called Living with a Bear. And it, the, the <laughs> theme would just be Bon Jovi's Living in a Prayer. And it would oh, we're halfway there. Whoa, living with a bear. Rawr. Now, this is obviously a very high, uh, you know, a very heavily considered Christmas tradition. It's the speech that the Queen gives at Christmas. But we want to know what you would replace the Christmas speech with. Well, th- there was a few things I thought about. Queen, Queen's speech. Things I don't like about it is the production of it is crap. Like, uh, it's always just uh, on her own set there talking like, oh, it's been a great year, hasn't it? Yeah, sure it is. So, she won't be saying gonna, that this year. She won't be saying that this year, no. <laughs> oh, bless her. <laughs> It's been an alright year. I don't know why she talks like that. <laughs> oh, it's me, Liz. Uh, but the thing I would like to do, now I was thinking about this again, like the production value is not there. Everyone knows how great everyone is. I'm going to build up confidence as well and positivity mm. on a daily basis. So I don't need this speech. So what I'm going to do with that time slot is every year I'm going to remake a Christmas movie using only people <laughs> from England selected in a lottery postcode system. So I'm going to remake like Home Alone, but so there'll be the cast. There'll be like Kevin McAllister, CT9, 4PU, and whoever lives there, you're in the film. Uh, so he might be he might be an 80 year old man. Home alone. Perfect. Who knows? That's that. Yeah, love that. And I assume if you're selected in the in the postcode lottery, it's mandatory. It's like jury service. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. I mean, it could take up to six months. Obviously, yeah. script learning, building the set. Uh, I really want you to immerse yourself in the character as well. You send them to you know you you lose them in an airport for a little bit. Send them off to New York on their own. Exactly. That, that's that's it. Could you imagine like if it's just someone in their like eighties like. 
You're home alone. I have been for some time. Get into the character, Nigel. <laughs> Uh, are you um are the are the cast are the are, are the crew and director also being selected in the postcode lottery or are you having a a proper crew to shoot it for you? Well, I'd like everyone to be selected. So even if an actor does get selected and it turns out they're just a runner, uh, not just a runner because it's an important job, uh, like Anthony Hopkins <laughs> gets selected, but his role says runner. He's got to be a runner. I like that. I like it. I, I think I think it's the best way. I think all films should be made this way, not through talent, just where you live. And do these people get paid? Is there is there sort of money get, changing hands here, or is it just you know the privilege of starring in in one of your movies? I'll give them expenses, and I'll also give them a Blu-ray copy of the film. <laughs> it's nice that it's a Blu-ray at least. <laughs> this is a fucking student film. <laughs> this is exactly in it. And the joy is they can't show anyone early because of the spoilers law. It's perfect. Oh, fantastic. It's all tied up nicely. It is such a student film. What's the time slot on the day? So, Christmas Day, what time slot are you giving for your um, c- community production of. Is it always a Christmas film as well, or is it any film? It's always a Christmas film, until we run out. Then, then we, I, I quite like to do the Star Wars. Oh, you're never going to run out of Christmas films. Yeah, I, I think it'd be hard to run out of Christmas films. Well, you know, the Hallmark Channel must make at least 10 <laughs> to 15 new Christmas movies every fucking year. Oh, what a channel. What, what a selection of films. That channel feels like someone putting into practice what we are currently discussing. It does, doesn't it? Does I'm it. just going like... You, you know that guy serving them sandwiches? You know he's like been to like RADA. Yeah. But he applied for the sandwich job and there he will stay. <laughs> I just think it's a better way of doing it. I'd, I'd like the idea of doing like slightly more obscure films as well. We do the big hitters every now and then. We do your Home Alone. But like Jingle All The Way, I think would be a brilliant one to do, especially with the end scene with, yeah, Turbo Man done. I don't know how we're going to do that. Once again, Chesitin with the light lasers. But I'd personally oversee it. I think it'd be great. So you're on set every day? I, I would be, yeah. The bear will be doing the official business. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's luckily we got the, we got the, we got a scapegoat for his actual royal. His royal is the duties. bear? Hold on. It, oh, please, please. Is the bear directing? Yeah, definitely. definitely. What's my motivation? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, any time an animal's needed to save a bit of money, because I think taxpayers might get annoyed at my lavish spending, I'd, we just use the bear, even if it isn't a bear. Like if we remade like Rudolph, it'd be the bear. You're playing. You're playing dolphin in this scene. <laughs> On the Santa Claus, it's just loads of the bears as the reindeer instead running, <laughs> running gracefully through the air. <laughs> With antlers superimposed on, but that make that make in the Santa Claus that makes that scene. You know when um, Tim Allen comes out and finds Santa, Santa Claus in the uh, in the snow and's like, "Oh, I am now Santa Claus." Mm. That's yeah. very different if he's fallen out and he's just seen Santa Claus being mauled by bears <laughs> in the snow, just half a Santa Claus sticking out. And the other, we pan, we pan. That's the bit you don't see in the. If you get to the director's cut of that film, they pan to the side, and the other half of Santa is in a bear's mouth. <laughs> the Santa Claus meets Krampus in that moment. That'd be genius. <laughs> Tim Allen in Krampus is things I want to see. That'd be in the roster. Also, the other thing I'd like to put out there as well, like the bear will play any snowman as well. If there's a snowman, I'd rather the bear would play it. The bear is so talented. 
he is he's kind of a loose cannon and that's what I like I like that kind of anxious energy on a set full of people and a bear have you ever watched the? I think it almost fits into that um, Hallmark Christmas style film but have you ever seen the film Jack Frost that's exactly what I was thinking (laughs) <laughs> in which Michael Keaton plays a reanimate uh, uh, he dies doesn't he at the beginning yeah. he has an accident and he comes back as a snowman I do want to see the director's cut of that film in which it's Kelly Preston having to act opposite a bear <laughs> as a snowman with Michael Keaton's voice <laughs> there is, there are two Two films in that same year called Jack Frost came out. One of them is the one of them is the Mi- Michael Keaton, you know, snowman romp along. Yeah. The other one yeah. is a eighteen rated sort of you know video nasty horror version of that show. And I just really want to know the household that you know bought their kid the the wrong one by mistake that year. <laughs> oh, we know you love snowmen. We know you love snowmen. Watch this one. Uh, you know. But also, also the opposite. Someone who bought someone that wanted to get the nasty one, and they're sat there going, "I've heard Michael Keaton turns into a dick in a moment." <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe Mark, maybe Mark Addy will throw that guitar at Kelly Preston. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I love about that film because I remember when like Jack Frost come out and seeing that version mm. in blockbusters, but they done like one of those old school 3D covers. So you looked at it and it was a nice snowman, but you hold it at an angle. <laughs> Evil snowman. <laughs> and it was like, do you think they had to go to that? Why didn't they just change the name? Call it like Frostbite or something like that. It's not art. Yeah. <laughs> Call it the bloody same thing. Fun fact for you about that film as well. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. meant to be Michael Keaton. It was meant to be George Clooney as a snowman which is why the snowman looks nothing like him. So Michael Keaton went to do Jack Frost and George Clooney went to do a Batman and Robin. So uh, there's something to leave with you right there. The constitutional crisis we would like you to answer is a senior member of your family has been caught having too much fun while dressed as a Nazi. How do you quell public outrage? Well, what I like is I like a diversion. So I, I would... I would <laughs> Put out this thing where all of the local fast food places and restaurants put their meals at half price. I would call it Eat Out to Help. And what I would do is I would send out this diversion of eating out to kind of like save 50% to forget about what is actually happening. So, and to deal and to deal with him, I would make him dress as a World War II soldier uh, for six years, which is the whole duration of World War II. Or 2,190 days until we realise how important that uniform is and that no one except Charlie Chaplin should be dressing up as a Nazi. When So has he got to stay in that morning? Is he in the one outfit morning, noon and night or can he change into a, a fresh one? He can change into a fresh one, and I think we'd we'd allow like some kind of World War Two pajamas. But I understand that soldiers don't didn't have pajamas because they had a lot going on. But we, we'd kind of make like something, yeah, more, more of a like a, a kind of a, a style, a, a, a style of the time pajamas. So maybe some long johns and that. But six years in that, you won't be dressing as a Nazi again. And everyone would have forgotten all about it. I like, I like the idea, lads, that we went along with the statement of they didn't have pyjamas because they had a lot going on. Pyjamas, it's not a practical, it was a practical thing as opposed to just, we're just too busy for pyjamas. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on. I prefer a, br- I prefer a, br- a more breathy, breathier sleep. <laughs> I prefer a, I prefer I prefer a, prefer a pajama that breathes. But it 
it's it's weird though, isn't it? Thinking of like at war going right. I'm off to bed, and then just like I'm changing into pajamas. Just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> did, did they have pajamas in World War Two, soldiers? I just don't know. I'll be honest. Probably I not. didn't research it. I imagine they probably did sleep in the uniform, yeah. which is because you know at any given time you have to you know jump up and uh, and get it done. So maybe actually, yeah, fuck you know, fuck your uh, your your senior member. Do get him to sleep in the uh, sleep and sort of eat, sleep and breathe in the uh, in the uniform. Make him really feel our. Uh, I will do. I, like, like, I think, yeah, that's a good point. I used to have a stage manager who never took, like, shoes or trainers off uh, because he wanted to be ready for every eventuality. <laughs> and, like, like, you know, when you just think about that now, how ridiculous that is. The idea of going to bed in shoes just in case you have to run from something. Oh, oh, oh I thought you, you just meant, like, at a show at work. At right? work, it was just the yeah. You mean, oh, no, you all mean, times. Oh, no, that's mental. <laughs> It is. That is nuts. And what what they should do is grow up. Yeah, exactly. Grow up. <laughs> what is the worst thing that's going to happen in a show? Grow up. <laughs> that you need to be there, like, in the middle of the night. That some sort of emergency service wouldn't he, be sort of, you know, oh, more qualified to deal with. Does he think he's, like, the stage manager's equivalent of Batman? And at some point <laughs> there is a show somewhere that's going wrong that he's going to have to come <laughs> and fix. I, I, it was definitely that. But you know those old theatre people? D- don't love the theatre in such a way, but see it more like it was like military school, the way they were trained into going into theatre. Yeah. So, so it was that very kind of, you don't know when you'll be called in. It's like, you won't be called in two in the morning if you're doing a panto in Western Supermare. It's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> not, not, it's going to go, shit, Buttons needs his props. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Well, the Bolt of Brighton, you've 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 done a fantastic job. Thank you ever so much. It's been for an absolute us, pleasure uh, today on All Rise Four. Before before you leave us and we submit your application, though, do tell us what you're what you're doing at the moment. Do tell us where 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 can people find you? Where can people find out what well, you're doing? Well, you can follow me on my website www.adamarsonjones.com, where you can get tickets to my Brighton show, which is called Entertainer: The Story of a Young Boy who finds his way in the entertainment industry on holiday parks in the UK. Uh, I've got a few more shows coming up as well. I'm doing something called Mimic Masters, which is basically a lip-sync battle, but we're not allowed to legally call it that. And (laughs) (laughs) And does this feel like a sitcom, which will be coming soon, which is a panel show based on sitcoms. So uh, loads of stuff's happening. Uh, Just follow me on Insta or Facebook at AMJ Comic if you've liked it. If not, then we don't have to talk, do we? Lovely jubbly. And all of those links will be in the description. And do go and catch uh, Adam's show at Brighton. I think uh, by the when recording this, uh, ho- you know, hopefully by the time recording this, all the tickets are sold out. But if they're not, we will put the links in the description. Uh, and you, maybe you can snag a couple and you can get yourself off to Brighton Fringe and go and see Adam live, which is, by the way, a pleasure. Oh, I've had the much. pleasure of seeing you live a few times now, Adam. It's, it's a treat. Oh, thank it really you. Is. Oh, this has been a treat. I've loved every minute of this. This has been a really great podcast. Oh, well, th- well, thank Bolt of Brighton. All that leaves us to say is thank you so much for coming in today. And of course, we're going to play you out with your national anthem because it would be rude not to. So for one oh. last time, all rise for the Bolt of Brighton. Adam Morrison Jones. <laughs> Thank you.
there we have another episode of All Rise for All wrapped up with our special guest this week, Adam Morrison Jones. Darren, what an oh, episode! Amazing, Ama- the the bolt of Brighton delivered on every on, on on everything. Because also we have to remember that initially the bolt of Brighton took the took the title king, and then yes. and then and then and then saw that oh no actually there is there's there's, there's another way I can go with this. There's another way and I, I can go with this, and then I like, from then on, I like people who are that adaptable as well, and I like people who've mm. got that, their finger on the pulse and are just like, no, here's the thing, I'm gonna grab it. Well, you know, the bolt of Brighton and the motif is lightning. Of course, they got his finger on the yeah, pulse. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's, 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 there, he's full, there, full he's of there, electricity. He's there, he's there, he's there, he's there. You know. Also, um, if you're that stage manager and this and that's made it into the edit, um, uh, <laughs> get, get, grow up, get, gr- a grow up, and you know, if you want to refute anything that's been said, you know, you're you're welcome to come on the podcast. I'll only probably ask Absolutely. about three or four questions, but about that thing but (laughs) you're about to uh yeah you we we, we'll absolutely give you the time and the space to come and have a rebuttal if you liked adam as we said in the outro you can find all of his links in the description do go and see a show it's promising to be an absolute corker of a show and honestly as we said in the beginning as i said in the show adam is such a talent and you were you will not want to miss he's a stunning stand-up comedian He's, he's brilliant, amazing. brilliant, brilliant stand-up comedian. If you want to follow us, um, all our social media is in the episode description. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Um, send us an email, uh, get in touch with us, tell us who you've liked so far, tell us who you don't like so far, give us your suggestions, anything you want mm. to chuck at us, we're all for it. You can find us on all the platforms. Yeah, Anywhere pods are cast, go and rate us five stars, go and leave us reviews and download, subscribe, follow, do all the, the normal things. And also, you can now support us at patreon yes you can indeed it is patreon.com forward slash fools folly and we are in the current process of developing some extra special content uh, for everyone there will be some bits up there and uh, yeah go ahead and check it out if you like what you hear support us uh, it's just going to help us make this show bigger and better but all that leaves us to say is once again thank you so much subjects for listening to this week's episode of all rise for we will be back next week with a new candidate in the hot seat making their bid for power bye subjects bye i've got such a story here but it's so libelous i'll tell you off (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) one that i've been holding for a while but yeah (laughs) <laughs> or tell us now and we'll just do it as Patreon bonus content and oh lovely so uh, I, I, I was <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm just... I'm not <laughs> Patreon <laughs>